0: So she wanted to eat idlis. And uh, when I went to the store to buy the batter to make the idlis, uh, it didn't really fit with um, our lifestyle, like being organic, healthy, eating, and so on. So uh, I said, I'm an engineer. Uh, I should be able to... I have an engineering background, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I sure should you should be able to, to
1: figure this out. <laughs> figure yeah. this
0: out. And then I called my mom. Hey, how do you make uh, idlis? And then she said... She explained to me the process, and that was the first time, believe it or not, I, uh, I understood how hard it is to make uh, this particular batter.
1: Welcome to the Dr. Lori Marvis podcast, and you were just listening to Sharice and Priya Duvalori. And what an amazing story that you're about to hear. This is one of a family who decided not to compromise on their values of feeding their family healthy, organic food. And when their passions and desires of creating wonderful, yummy idlis, by the way, you guys gotta try these, they're amazing. When you think about feeding your family food that's native to your your country, which is they're from India, And then sharing this across the globe and building it literally from your kitchen. What an incredible story of entrepreneurship, sticking to one's values, and just sheer determination. And what a fun couple to meet. And I can't wait for you guys to hear their story and to understand there is value in health. There's value in creating businesses that are not only responsible socially, but also for... Your, your physical health, but also environmentally, by really promoting, you know, whole food, plant-based foods. And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Um, these are incredibly intelligent and passionate people. And everyone, you have to try their idlis. They're freaking awesome. And trust me, I don't promote a lot, but this is well worth it, my folks. Well worth it. Mm-hmm. So enjoy. Welcome to the Dr. Lori Marvis podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marvis, and today I'm so excited to actually welcome the founders of New Origin Foods, and that is a local company here in Washington State, which many of you guys know I've already moved to. All right, so bear with me, and I, I practiced their name beforehand, so Priya and Sharice Devaluri. Yeah, yes.
0: yeah, <laughs> All
1: right, so how are you two today? We're good. How are you? Good thank you very much and it's kind of a fun story so we um, we had gone my husband and I had gone hiking and then we went to the Issaquah uh, farmers market and ran across Jerice and your older daughter and we were taken by the is it the Idli batter and then we bought the Idli maker and we've used up all our batter. so we need to come buy some more. But we've come enthralled now with how do you make these little puff cakes and then we got you heard your story so that's what I thought was really cool to hear because it's all plant-based. And then it's Whole Foods, and you have a wonderful story to share. So can you guys give us a little bit of background about you guys and the story of how you wanted to start your company?
0: Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Uh, first of all, thanks for having us on your podcast. No, uh, oh, you're welcome. We've, we've been, since the time that I met you, we've become big fans of your uh, podcast. <laughs> all the great content uh, and uh, wonderful. You're doing a great, uh, fantastic uh, service I'd like to call.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a, it's, oh, it is oh, a passion.
0: Yeah thanks so much. <laughs> so, um, so yeah so our, our story really began uh, two and a half uh, years ago when we were expecting our third child um, and my wife uh, Priya wanted to eat uh, the, the uh, food item that you referred to uh, as Idlis. Uh, idlis are these uh, steamed uh, cakes sort of uh, texture that you find uh, made with batter that you put in templates and steam them. right? Um, So she wanted to eat idlis. And uh, when I went to the store to buy the batter to make the idlis, uh, it didn't really fit with um, our lifestyle, like being organic, healthy, eating, and so on. So uh, I said, I'm an engineer. Uh, I should be able to. I have an engineering background, by the way. I well, should, should be able to, be, to figure this out. <laughs> figure yeah. this out. And then I called my mom. Hey, how do you make uh, idlis? And then she said, she explained to me the process. And then out of the first time, believe it or not, I, uh, I understood how hard it is to make uh, this particular batter. So the process itself would, uh, would take more than uh, a day and a half to, uh, to make, create the batter
2: oh so. that, uh, let me interject uh, the thing about this idli is it's very common food like everyday day in day out bread and butter kind of thing in india it it's a breakfast it's a um quick uh lunch fix dinner fix or even snack fix in india and we've seen it so much when i was growing up i hated idlis but then but then afterwards, when I started my own family, I'm like, these are healthy. I, ha- I should be able to make it. And I saw it every day, day in, day out. My mom fed me these. So I tried it. And I couldn't make that better. I tried <laughs> it for three or four years. I got recipes from so many different people, different styles. Didn't get it. I just f- finally gave up saying I'm cursed. I cannot <laughs> make it <Italy>. these. <laughs> so Suresh came to my rescue when I was pretty- since, since the point I knew that I couldn't make that better, I started craving it more and more. <laughs> so that was the story. And he took up the, the um, responsibility to feed me at least that I was <laughs> craving
1: so much. So yeah. born out of a craving, a pregnancy uh, craving. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love yeah. that. And, and paired with our general uh, philosophy. I mean, we we're very aligned. Uh, like, uh, I felt very connected when I started listening to your podcast Awesome. That uh, it's it's generally how we've tried to raise our family. We've been married 15 years and three kids and so on, uh, and we have uh, our extended family. We have two other kids that are my brothers in India. So we try to uh, raise it like a really healthy, um, make healthy choices along the way. Mm-hmm. So um, so when I went to the store, couldn't find what we wanted that fit our uh, general uh, philosophy, right? Uh, And then started tinkering with it, and next thing I know, I'm spending the next six months of my (laughs) of my life because uh, I did not want to like create any any. I wanted to create the perfect (laughs) one
1: because that is the engineering in you. (laughs) I'm married to
2: one. I can say that (laughs) he got it right. The first time he tried, he got it right, but he was not satisfied. He Mm. wanted it to be more fluffy. And then um, the typical idlis in India, they make them with um, four parts rice and one part lentils. So he, when he was making it, he goes, But Priya, this does not have a lot of protein. I want more protein and good balance of carb and protein. Um, so he started tinkering with the uh, proportions of rice and lentils. And still, every time he made it, he got good, good idlis and he was still not. Like, he was, <laughs> aiming for something
0: yeah. and
1: here you were you couldn't make it and he's making multiple batches and it's not satisfied you're like yes these are
2: good <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these are good these will do i love it and yeah know, he was still oh, aiming for something and i guess that was new origin food products right now but...
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so and then it took six months to uh create that that balance of uh, of the right things and then the process itself involves like you got to get uh what's called parboiled rice this is different uh from the regular jasmine rice or basmati rice in that uh here the rice is boiled with uh the uh the bran uh on on top of it like the the nutrients are still there so some of them seep into or seep into the actual uh rice uh itself so it has more nutrition in it um more commonly referred to as B1 which is what uh, or thiamine, it's higher in content uh, for that mm. particular vitamin. So, um, so we, you take that and you take what's called uh, black gram, which is a type of bean that gives the protein in all the batters. You soak those along with fenugreek seeds in water for a few hours. Mm. And then you grind them in a wet stone grinder. Uh, the, uh, the other choice is to use a steel blade grinder, which is where I started using a Vitamix. But, <laughs> But I didn't really like it because it started uh, generating a lot of heat, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So because of that, um, I started connecting the dots and well, what would do to the nutrition value uh, if it's generating so much heat? Plus the texture also wasn't coming out right. Mm-hmm. So got to get a, a stone uh, stone ground uh, grinder, wet, wet grinder, and then uh, you got to grind in them for uh the first time i remember i got the redstone grinder it said on the instructions grind for four hours
1: (laughs) he did (laughs) you ground it for no this is a
2: this is a manual
0: no not a manual it's It's it's
2: it's electric electric but it has stones in it and it revolves around and it crushes the batter and oh wow yeah. yeah so I don't know why the instruction said four hours, but he he almost did it like two and a
0: half hours. Yeah, it started fuming and all that stuff, (laughs) so no, 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 this can't be right. So anyways, that was the very first iteration. So over the course of the uh, next few months, there were so many variables that I had to tweak with, like how many uh, hours I need to soak, how much water I need to use for the uh, proportions that I was putting in, how long I would grind uh, each, each one that's the parboiled rice as well as um, the dal uh, or black gram, and then mix and then ferment. Right. So that's when, that's what creates the batter. Uh, And then, uh, and then that's what took six months to actually create it. And there are lots of interesting stories that went along the way in the fermentation process. Like I would uh, sometimes sleep right next to where I was fermenting, waking up, setting the alarm waking up every hour seeing well how is it doing now, how is it doing
2: now? <laughs> yeah then, he woke up almost every 30 minutes to see how it was fermenting typically the process is in india at least um my mom or his mom i've seen them do this and they they grind it at night and then they put it for fermenting just because india is a warm place you don't need to do anything you just leave it on the counter and then you wake up in the morning and it puffs up the batter puffs up and and the fermentation process is done. But here, because of the different temperatures and it was not working, so we tried so many different ways, keeping it in the oven to keep it a little bit more warmer. We didn't turn on the oven, but just to keep it warmer and all these other things. And he would wake up every half hour and check on the the fire to see how it's fermenting and where he needs to stop um, and all that to get the perfect texture <laughs> i will say the batter is perfected right because
1: we trust me if we can screw up something we will but oh, my no. husband and i both made every single time we made the idlies i think we made like five batches uh-huh. in the little idly maker that we bought and they uh-huh. were always perfectly like puffed Perfect. and nice yeah. and soft yeah. and i'm like hey this is easy for me yeah. thanks
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's right on so, um, that created the plane batter, right, so that's gotcha. sort of a origin story um and then everybody started liking uh what we um everybody who came to our home started really liking it, and then that actually planted the seed in my mind um uh, not we, yet. we Not turn? yet. not yet not yet okay. so C- she's C- a historian family, <laughs> family yeah i
2: um I have a longer, perfect memory, like scene to scene um but anyway uh, so he. Even before we started Igles and stuff, as Sirish said, we were very health conscious. We shifted to organic 15 years ago and then didn't go back. And um, he was a big smoothie guy, always putting vegetables, fruits. And he has good combinations, different combinations going on all the time. And it's funny, like all of us stand in the kitchen, including kids, and they drink all his juices, like vegetable, fruit, or... So Vitamix has been like severely utilized in our household. Um, so when yeah, I took he, a beating, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I am so surprised. It 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 stayed in our house for ten years almost. Um, the Vitamix that we bought in two thousand eight, we just disposed of it last year and bought a new Vitamix. Wow! <laughs> but we used it almost every day, smoothies, juices, and everything. Um, so after he perfected the idlis, the protein proportion and all, then he goes, oh, this is good. It has good amount of carbs and protein, but where are the vitamins? Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> so that's when his, his previous passion of um, smoothies and um, vegetable juices and stuff, combined and then he goes I want to try and see if I can add vegetables into this and then yeah I guess started... that's
0: the light bulb right yeah so you have you have the plain batter but um I felt like I needed to do more yeah like provide more nutrition put more nutrition on the table and then um I experimented again <laughs> lots, of, lots of other combinations blueberries
2: so. and <laughs> oh yeah. yeah 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 brown sugar
0: yeah, and, and <laughs>
2: nettles too. Nettles too, yeah. yeah. Oh
1: wow. So now you now you have now a beets and kale and you have a yeah. variety. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So um first like, it was the carrots one that we tried. Um and again the process there I'm not gonna reveal uh the process details itself, but um it it, it takes a lot to make the uh, carrot batter. Uh, uh a lot of our customers have tried to replicate it with less success. So I figured that's our IP. <laughs> I love it. So um, so uh, that um, carrot batter, for instance, provides a lot of vitamin A. In each serving, you would get more than twenty percent vitamin A. Right. So in each jar, you would get uh, uh, about fourteen servings. Right. Nice. So you get A, but then what? What about the other good good stuff? That's when I started. Maybe I should uh, tinker with greens. So, I started uh, procuring a number of different types of greens. Uh, the kale, broccoli, chard, spinach is what I eventually settled on uh, to make the green batter. But uh, during the process in the story, I've tried adding um, um, so many other things like nettles or
2: mustard greens. Mustard
0: greens, because mustard greens um, gives you a little bit of a, a spice uh, kick to it. Um, and I think Mizuna or something is, is another green leaf. We live right next to 21 acres in Woodinville. Um, that's a very popular uh, destination spot for us, been for many years.
2: It's, um, a, it's a farm to f- uh, table kind of. Um, oh, wow. Is it like a co-op? Um, uh,
0: it's, uh, I, I think I it's privately owned.
2: It. I think it's privately owned. They have a, um, They have huge acres of farm in the back and they have a building in the front. Where they sell their own produce, fresh produce and jams and um, sauces and stuff. And they also offer the space to local farmers to sell their own produce. So they have really fresh, like barely picked out ginger from the ground kind of thing. And um, so he, yeah, he. Yeah, I'm I'm
0: good friends with almost everyone uh, who works there. (laughs) So I. Them well, what's what's uh, what's the nutritional like value and, and oh, wow. fresh? What's not kind of thing. So uh, every week it would be, um, what's fresh this week? Let me try. It. <laughs> uh, and then eventually settled on the four like the kale, broccoli, chard, and spinach again for the nutritional value. You'd get a little bit of vitamin K, a little bit of C, a little bit of A in the green batter. So to get more range than just vitamin A that I started with with carrots, right? Right. Uh, that was the genesis of the green one. The genesis of the beets one was more uh, Priya because uh, she was consuming folate tablets. But I was reading research around well, how like is folate tablets really? Are they really good for you or not? What kind of uh, yeah no right? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's when uh, that's where I said, yeah yeah. Seems like you have uh, um, you have good like background on like, oh yeah, I nourishing. do a lot of research. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah, I've heard some of you are associating with (laughs) plantation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's fantastic work. So I didn't want to do that. So I said, well, where else could we get folate? Um, And then, of course, uh, beets came to mind. That's when I started, okay, let's do beets. And then I started processing beets. But then I fell in love with beets, because uh, mostly because of the color. It is so intense and deep and red and attractive. I said, no matter what, I'm going to keep beets in the product portfolio.
1: <laughs> you know, beets have another really awesome quality. So if you consume even two ounces of, or even an ounce probably, of beet juice about two hours before a long distance race, what they found in study is that people utilize their oxygen better. So they can go further and longer with less um um, oxygen use. So it's fascinating. So I encourage a lot of my athletes who yeah. I help mentor um, to do the beets and it helps also with hypertension and lots of good stuff because of the nitrates. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the oh, yes. education there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, did, we did research on uh, on the uh, impact of heat on, uh, on the color of beets because uh, it's a uh, batter when you mix it and then Two things that happen, like you, a customer can let it sit on the table to let it ferment more, which might uh, impact or interact with the color profile. Uh, or when you steam them um, and you leave it on the, in the steamer for a while, then that interacts, again, the heat with the color. So it starts with dark, deep red, and with heat, degrades, or uh, I should say not degrade, but changes color to more brownish. So there are some studies out there
2: <laughs> that yeah. um, worried that it, it was going bad when it changed into brown. Um, but after doing all that research, it just showed that the pigmentation in the beet—that's a very natural process for beet. Um, depending on heat or cold, or when the temperatures are very variant, it does change um, into into the brown, which is which is natural, which is not harmful or doesn't mean it's gone bad or anything. So then we were like, okay, this is good. We just have to eat brown at least sometimes if we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So all these four variations, um, when he put them on the table, we still didn't come up to a point where we wanted to start a company. They were our everyday breakfast. Um, Kids were my kids, at least they got serving of one white, one one um, green, one red, one carrot every morning. And like you saw the templates, it's four, right? Mm -hmm. So we would get one of each and all of us ate like that. And it felt very, like when they went off to school, it felt like, okay, I don't care if they don't, I'm not going to get mad today if they don't finish their lunches or anything because I fed them good breakfast. So it gave me that peace of mind every day that was their breakfast. Um, And and I was eating great because I was pregnant and um, I started getting more, healthy complexion, not gaining a lot of weight, but still being able to be active and all those. And there came Mother's Day and Suresh thought he had to invite all my girlfriends <laughs> for, a, for a breakfast at our place because now he's an idli champion. Um, so <laughs> there were 15 mothers in my house by eight o'clock in the morning and on Mother's Day. Um <laughs> and he made Igle's and all of us ate and everybody loved it. And that's when somebody in the group said, Hey Sirish, I bet if you started a company and made this batter, I would buy this every day. That was the inception of
0: um yeah, 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 no, that that definitely was a trigger point. Uh but uh right through the process I knew like internally, like there's some internal pointer that kept Uh, kept telling me that something big might happen uh, in coming out of all of this because everything's so clean and with how uh, the general consumer perception and the preferences are changing. um, And I've I've been a strategy consultant for many years. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in the high-tech industry. I have a computer science background and a business school background. Went to Cornell for business school. Um, And then being in the strategy consulting business, I'm used to looking at consumer trends, market trends, segmentation strategies, pricing strategies, uh, consumer preferences and what might work. Uh, Like every day in my life, I'm so used to the two by twos of value uh, (laughs) and price value kind of thing. So to me, something always internally kept pointing me towards something can be made out of this. So when all these other data points came about, and a couple of, um, couple of friends that were really, uh, yeah, you should really go ahead and, and start something about this." So that very day, um, I wrote a small like WhatsApp uh, sort of text uh, image that uh, I shot off to all the people in, our, in my network uh, on WhatsApp to, "Hey, uh, I'm starting this little uh, project." Uh, If you would want to have these batters delivered to you on Saturday, let me know by Wednesday. And here are price points, like uh, $10 for the plain one and $12 for all the other variations, just to keep it simple, 10 and And then uh, people started responding uh, within the uh, closed network. Um, Again, it was all in my mind to test the concept. Will it work or not? So uh, pretty soon, uh, our Saturdays became started becoming very hectic. <laughs> like I would finish work. Uh, I mean, I, I'm in my work. I have to work pretty much uh, all days <laughs> because yeah. you're working with clients and uh, and doing some solving some really interesting problems. Uh, and I love uh, what I do, like as a strategy consultant. So balancing that with uh, something like a passion to seeing entrepreneurially thinking to kind of do something about it kind of thing. So uh, orders started coming in and pretty soon in a month or two or so, we were filling about 20 orders every Saturday. Like people would uh, text us uh, with what they wanted uh, by, uh, and Priya would manage all the back end of who's texting, what's not. Uh, And then I would come back home on a Thursday evening or something uh, or Friday uh, through my travels.
2: He used to travel weekdays and then come back on He still does that. Yeah. He comes back on Thursday and starts the, looks at the orders and goes, okay, this is how much I need to make. And this is how, so he starts the process on Thursday night and then. Friday night and then Saturday out he goes in the car kids are there sometimes with him because they're very excited to be yeah this is our company Nana. (laughs) I want to sell Nana.
1: oh that's awesome yeah so So you're you make the fresh batter starting on Thursday
0: on Thursday Thursday evening is when the process starts um at least for the scale at which we are now we are in a couple of stores we just launched in Portland uh last week yeah, yeah, there was a store that um owner who heard about what we were doing in Seattle, uh, and then he wanted to launch in his store. Uh, and then he promised us to keep it going for three months, no matter what. Um mm-hmm. sort of that sort kind of um, the reception uh is, is is very encouraging, right? That's so um, yeah, so uh anyway, so going back uh, to the story and then Uh, The uh, traction started picking up uh, organically, no one (laughs) intended. And then uh, pretty soon we were doing about 20 orders or so every Saturday. Uh, I would go off to deliver on Saturdays. uh, Around
2: around 7.30 and then come back uh, at 3.30 or 4.00.
0: Yeah. So one thing that did give me, though, uh, is that um, I used to chat with every customer that ordered. Yeah. So I used to go uh, understand the preferences, right, again, to uh, to build. A, and at this point, I started all mapping out the roadmap, how I would scale the business, uh, and all the kind of uh, inputs. And I'll talk about that in a structured manner in a bit. But uh, interacting with the customers was hugely valuable. Mm-hmm. So what they were doing with the product, uh, like the pain points that they were seeing, and so on. So, um and then that's when I said, we got to start uh, do this officially. Like until now, it's been from our home kitchen, which drove Priya nuts.
2: <laughs> I don't have a big kitchen, it's a small kitchen, and it would be like filled with beet, big bowl of beets, and this, and then peeling going on on one side. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. As soon as... So that's what I used to do. As soon as he goes out for his deliveries on, um, at seven o'clock, I start cleaning up the kitchen, and it takes about two hours to get everything back to normal. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. part
0: of her. And then it actually um, she was a big driver uh, as well in terms of uh, uh, me starting to look out for options where we could do this commercially, right?
2: Yeah, at this point, I was it, it, it just our kitchen was not meeting the needs, and and also if you want to make this official, you have to go about doing it. Um, bigger and more commercial. So then he started looking into commercial kitchens and, um, renting spaces and, and yeah.
0: So interesting learnings there. Well, step one was we tested the proof of concept in a closed network word of mouth spreading. It proved out there. So it sort of gave me a checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And step two was, uh, me planning out how can I scale this? My, um, Vision is to make this a very global company, right? With this mission. And then we uh, crafted a mission statement later on in in our journey, but uh, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But at this point, I was more thinking, all right, the proof of concept worked out. I need to figure out a way to scale this. And then to scale this economically, I need to find a good place and the right equipment to do that. So it took a lot of uh, experimentation to figure out the right equipment as well as the right place. Because one thing I didn't want to do was scale our cost linearly with our growth, right? right. Um, so when I started looking out for uh, places, there were lots of uh, commissary kitchens uh, in Seattle, in Linwood, where they were renting by the hour, right? So they would charge $14, $15 per hour to uh, be able to rent. And I needed the space to apply for a license. Uh, you'd get business license, but to get approved by... Washington State Department of Agriculture you would need like a proper setup, right? So um, I searched for places in Seattle in Linwood. It wasn't working out Um, And then I found this place in Kirkland. They're renting by the month, right? So I said, okay, I'm gonna sign this up for a year uh, and see uh, where where that takes. So now we have a space uh, And then a plan to figure out how we would scale this in this at this level scaling at the home worked now, scaling commercially um, needs to work. That's when I started experimenting with other pieces of equipment. Still stone, gr- stone grinders, but I needed to increase uh, the scale at which we were doing. So, again, um, some, some investment that went into getting the right piece of equipment, and getting the right uh, way to uh, ferment the batter, which was also a big challenge. Yeah. Uh, because we... we we yeah. couldn't
2: do it anymore with um, just an uh, oven. Um, it, we needed something bigger to be able to ferment at least yeah. 50 to 100, 100 jars of batter. So Yeah,
0: so it took a lot of experimentation and iteration to find the right uh, uh, strategy around that. Yeah. Um, again, uh, I'm not sharing uh, specific details about how we are doing it because uh, I, in my interactions with others, Uh, This is not the process or the way in which they're doing. But uh, scaling, again, going back to I've uh, provided uh, consulting services to a number of high-tech companies. So building web-scale services has been something that's been ingrained in me to think about how do I build global services, right? Mm -hmm. So scaling at every stage of the process was important and critical to me, right? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want just to be a Seattle-based, or a Woodinville-based, or a Kirkland-based operation. I want it to be like Washington-based, or California-based, or West Coast, Midwest, or whatever, right, Mm -hmm. Um, East Coast, so on, and then globally, so there's a lot of these uh, ideas. So now, in our process, we're at a point where I can stamp out uh, this unit of operation anywhere in the world. Oh, wow. And and produce the same quality of batter, right, Um, so. Yeah, yeah. So that was very important too in doing that. So going back to our flow, um, which could be helpful to other entrepreneurs as well, is that first testing out the proof of concept, then uh, finding a place where we could scale this economically, um, and then figuring out uh, the next steps as to uh, how do I get the product into the hands of the customers, right? That's when uh, I... um, thought about it and settled on like three routes to market. Like route one was keep the subscription based model or uh, direct to customer model going because I've already built that up using word of mouth or WhatsApp. Now uh, keep that channel going because that'll give me a path to the customer, direct path to the customer. Then I'll get to know more about preferences and so on. Uh, And the second path is I needed to um, test the uh, the grocery channel, right? See how that uh, would would play out. Um, and the third is to like delivery, right? How do I deliver to uh, the customer? The first one was more, uh, can I uh, put in the mail? Can I package it, send it out anywhere to California or to Florida or wherever? So all these different routes to market started uh, um, started forming in my mind. And I started mm-hmm. testing each one uh, in that regard as well. Uh, to test the uh, grocery channel, uh, I started working again with within my network. There are a few people who owned grocery stores uh, in the Indian uh, grocery store segment. Uh, I figured it would be uh, an uh, easier way to further test the uh, concept at that scale, at that level kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what I learned there was that even in a market where... Um, they're um, they know the basics of the product. They still needed to be quite a bit of education mm. because um, all the other variations, the beets, the greens, uh, and the carrots, it's all new. Nobody else is doing in the world uh, with with these batters on a, in a commercial on a commercial basis, right? So they would see the jars. They would do go do demos uh, in the store. Would launch we launched in April in, in the Redmond area. Uh, in one store then I would go uh, maybe Saturday evening or Sunday to go do demos at the store and then they would always wonder well what are these colors like they would be curious until I talked to them and explained to them what it was and the nutritional value around that until they heard the story around that it didn't really uh, click uh, in, in their minds.
2: Yeah, there and then, were some some who asked if we were just adding color into the batter, food coloring into the batter, yeah. and I had to tell them no, fresh, freshly grinded vegetables into it, and it's it's the nutritional value that's you're looking at, that's the color, and um, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it took a lot of education there, so lessons definitely learned in that regard, and the um, and the other thing I want I needed to test was okay. The grocery route to market seems to be playing out. We did pretty good. Uh, again, I'm not gonna share numbers, but we did uh, very satisfied with how the reception has been in Redmond, right? You're moving uh, at a fair clip uh, every day and every week. It usually there's a flatlining during the weekdays and it peaks during the weekends uh, in terms of consumption of, uh, of the units. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other thing I need to test because my vision has always been, how can I make this a global concept? Right? Yeah. because everything's clean fresh ingredients and fresh nutrition there's nothing that can beat this type of a value there's no comparable in the grocery store for instance today if you go in the fresh food segment there's mm-hmm. no you find milk cheese yogurt uh and that kind of stuff in the fridge but there is no fresh food that the customers can take home and uh, and have a really nutritious meal like breakfast whatever right Uh, So um, I needed to get more uh, into the mindsets of will it work in not just the Indian segment, uh, but those of broader mainstream audience. That's when uh, I needed to get into the farmers markets. So that started a whole new learning and route to market uh, discussions around because it wasn't easy to get into uh, even the Issaquo market. Uh, I applied to a number of markets, had to go and present to the jury uh, who needed to go and present to their board as to this a new product because they also have categories in which they can allow vendors in so that they don't overcrowd a particular category and things like that. So um, luckily, thanks to the managers at Dececlo the Market, uh, they really liked the product uh, because I had a chance to go and present the product Present the value prop uh, and so on, so they liked yeah. it, uh, they approved it, and now, as you know, that's where we had the good fortune of meeting you.
1: <laughs> I was like, well, anything that's ethnic and food wise, we're like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> it's plant, <Yeah>. mm. <laughs> and we yeah. just run. I was like, okay, this is good, and then you put it in the supers right there, so you have those samples, and then you have yeah. it is yeah. good. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I don't eat, I've never even heard. I've seen the idli. We eat a lot of Indian food when we go out. But yeah. I've seen it, but I didn't know, honestly, what it was called or what it was, the whole process. So it's yeah. been, it, they're delicious.
2: I mean, they're yeah. very yeah. tasty.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh-huh. thank you. Uh, some interesting learnings. Did you want to see Yeah, anything?
2: yeah. Right. Um, so uh, the, when he wanted to get... Um, uh, get beyond just the Indian market, um, the first step was to try it with our neighbors who are all born and brought up here and they are non-Indians. Um, they don't have any Indian origins or any connections. So so we gave them the batter. We said, no charge, just give it a try. And we gave them the sirish bar, like um, the steamers, um, four or five of steamers. And he, he labeled them loners. And then he started giving the steamers out just to try the product and see how it will work in their own kitchens and um so they tried it they loved it uh, but then some of them got more creative with it one of our neighbors sue she poured it into her norwegian waffle maker and she came and served us wonderful waffle styles and that's like just everybody who tried it just came back and said all these different ways they use the batter. They, somebody said they put it on a pan, on a griddle, um, just like pancakes. And um, another friend said um, she tried it with olive oil instead of any other dipping or any other curry or chutney. Um, her son would not eat spicy food, but she wanted to give him this vegetables and um, carb and protein-based um, idlis. So she made idlis and she let him dip it in olive oil and eat it like he would do with bread. Um, so everybody came back and just gave us so much more um, to like, that's when we went, it, it can be used not just for idlis, for so many other things, like we'll just fit if you're in a party mode, just making uh, there, there is this another template that's called cocktail idlis that are really small, like bite size. Um, so you can do that, or you can have it crispy when you do waffle style um, or dosas. So it was just, it just met so many different um, needs. Or, uh, and like I, I heard your podcast one day, and there was one person who was saying that food is so emotional for many people. So it, it felt like it would fit many emotional needs and styles mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and even the flavors. One day my friend would love the beets um, and the next day they would say, actually today I think I like the greens. And it was, it was just so dependent on mood and what they needed. Probably their body was telling them they needed more vitamin A when they went for carrots. Even in farmers market, when, when I when I think even Suresh um, shares this uh, um, uh, experience, when I stood the whole day in farmers market one day by myself, I was so surprised that everybody who tried and tasted the idlis, they said, "Can I get one of the beet batters, please?" And it was beet, beet, beet all day. Everybody was buying beets. Um, so it's just like mood, and emotions, and everything. It just could connect to so many different um, uh, taste palettes and uh, needs. So it, that, that was very exciting and amazing for me that it could be used in so many different ways and still be so healthy. And yeah. it's filling. It's actually very
1: filling.
0: Yeah. It is.
2: Yeah. It's,
1: it's, they're dense little puffy things. And um, my husband likes to put hummus on them
0: oh yeah so, <laughs> yeah he'll,
1: if there's a he new the way he, he'll discover it <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah so that's why but, we created that uh condiment as well i don't know if you had mm-hmm. a, to a condiment um, we have
1: we got the um the seasoning,
0: I yeah, think the it seasoning. Cond-
1: yeah. okay yeah yeah and so yeah, we also good. use that seasoning to make a soup
0: yeah like perfect.
1: a veggie soup and then we put yeah. the idlis in it oh my yeah. goodness yeah
0: yeah so that 's the other other thing right so they 're so versatile and uh, and uh, different ways of using uh, both the batters and the condiments it just mm-hmm. gives, it gives us the 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 drive and the energy to scale this out further to build the vision out even more uh, like city by city is what I, I i like I go into the stratosphere into like thinking, how can we make this bigger and then she brings me back down, <laughs> solve the next problem first.
2: Like, it's all global. I'm like, how do I do that? I'm like, Sri Seattle first. Seattle first. one step at a time. And yeah. Then, yeah. so
0: I travel quite a bit. And then I see the airports, uh, the options that are available. And uh, sad to say, not, like, not much. Not much. Not
1: much. In terms of
0: the heavy, uh in the Bay Area and so on, there's like salad bars and so on. But uh, in the most of the airports, it's a pretty sad state. So I, am, I, I look at that. I see these uh, in one of the new
2: origin food stalls. stalls imagines, he imagines yeah. it there, and then yeah, yeah. So <laughs> It's an easy to eat food. It doesn't it doesn't have to be your hands are getting dirty. You have to hold a whole burger in your hand, kind of thing. It's easy to eat, and um, and 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 another thing, Suresh, um, that uh, we could mention is. So it's, we, my grandma loves it because her teeth, she, they, she doesn't have very strong teeth yet. Um, mm-hmm. and she can still eat it. Kids love it because, um, again, it's easy to eat. It's, it can be a finger food. Um, so I cut idlis into four different pieces and then my daughter will just pick one and eat. She's two years old. She can feed herself idlis. Um, so it just me, um, it can be served to so many different age groups and styles. And one of his friends who is severely diabetic, mm. um, he tried it. And then um, every time, he's so diabetic that after every meal, he has to test himself um, to see the spike. So he tried it. And he said, like, normally when he has idlis that his wife made or in a restaurant, it spikes up. Mm-hmm. because of the proportion of the rice, because I, like I said, it's four to one. Um, so it spikes up because of the carbs, but uh, when he eats sirishas, at least, it it doesn't spike as much and it's pretty still under the norm. And um, so he was very uh, happy to share that information with us. So it just felt like it could be used in old age homes as a good food that, yeah. that gives them nutrients and still they don't have to work hard to digest it. And it still fills you up. And mm-hmm. like it's a range of from kids to really old people. Everybody could get so much from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's portable.
1: So
0: it's easy. Yes, yeah. 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 Oh, speaking of portability <laughs> an interesting story uh, of a customer at farmer's market, um, Leanne. She came uh, and said, hey, uh, guess what? I took your, I made pancakes out of your batter um, and I took to Hawaii.
1: <laughs> she took him to Hawaii.
0: Hawaii. So she made uh, the pancakes at home. Um, okay. And then apparently her son also really likes those pancakes. Um, and who has a history of not liking healthy food so much. <laughs> right. But she made uh, pancakes, uh, put them in the fridge, uh, maybe even at a lower temperature, like in the semi-freezer kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then took them to Hawaii and, uh, and shared with all of her friends there. She said, hey, oh, no, wow. you're in Hawaii.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you guys are going to be on a trip to to Honolulu soon
2: yeah <laughs> hopefully yeah yeah one of my hawaiian friend um she she has origins there she too tried um the condiment spice and she goes priya. I usually don't like any other food than Hawaiian food because I feel like there's so much flavor and so much going on in our food and I don't see that in other foods. But the next thing I love is your condiment spice. <laughs> so this so is cool. like she she bought one of those jars and she said she puts it on pizza, she puts it on chicken to flavor it up. And it's like she's like, I'm loving this. Pie. <laughs> yeah. It's very tasty.
1: Very it tasty. Is. Yeah. yeah
2: has a lot of protein value, too, because of all the ingredients that's are, that are in there. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it yeah, is Yeah, that
0: too took a long time to actually... That, <laughs> um, <laughs> that
2: that perfect piece, <laughs> that perfect recipe.
1: This will be fun to see what your next iteration is, like what's your next...
0: Yeah, th- there will actually product. quite a few customer requests on, hey, can you try this other variation? Can you try the, some other uh, new concepts? But I think in our uh, growth uh, story, like now that it's proven out, uh, even at the grocery store level, the next stage is to launch it out even a little bit bigger, like a PCC or a Whole Foods kind of uh, approach. Um, and then to do that, I wasn't planning on tinkering with new variations. Stick to what we have, uh, focus on that, uh, because the process is very well um, sketched out now, everything's I I and we have people who are coming in and helping to make them uh, from Friday through Saturday, kind of thing.
2: Um, So
0: it's it's pretty. um, We can share. Here's what needs to be done. Of course, the proportions, the compositions, it's all codified Um, because of my other like computer science skills. I've codified certain abstracted a few things. (laughs) They all they need to say is how many grams of. of batter that they need to mix a certain ingredient in, it would spit out, put this much in. Perfect. So they don't need to know the workings behind it.
1: But right. the cookers
0: can simply take that and mix it uh, and be done. Guess,
1: you know, thinking of mixing the batters, I was thinking maybe I'll take a couple of, I need to get some more batters tomorrow, if you guys are going to be there. You guys are going <laughs> to be in Esquadamara, right? OK. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was thinking of making,
1: yeah. like swirling a couple, like the red and the white, like the beet and the regular and making, uh, have you done that as well? Yeah, like swirl? Yeah,
2: I do that. I do that when I'm putting it in the idli batter templates. Mm-hmm. I just do red and white and um, I feel like green and uh, orange goes better uh, together and red and white goes better together. That's yeah. how And yeah, they, they come out nice, marbly looking. um yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can yeah. mix
0: them. Pretty. And uh, some of the things are oldest is 12 now. What she does is um, she put, takes one scoop, puts in the middle uh, of, let's say, the white batter, and then takes the red batter, puts the outside scoop. So now oh. she has this kind of thing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, yeah, she yeah. does all. Uh, that
1: sounds thing. good. Can you yeah. ever put do you, would it work to put like the batter in so people who don't understand these are little steamers, right? And they have four little shells and there's uh-huh. like four little muffins, but they're the shape of a little disc. So yeah. people understand what we're talking about, these little steamers. But could you put like a little bit of bladder and then did you put ever and you put any type of um like a stuffing or something inside yeah. of it?
2: Oh yeah. you can? I- Oh. Yeah, you
1: can. You can. No. Um,
2: it sometimes if the if the stuffing has too much water content, like if mm. you're putting um, potatoes, that will release more water. That will kind of make the batter a little bit soggy, and it the idlis won't puff up as much. And um, but it has to be a stuffing um, that doesn't have a lot of water content. Mm. That won't disturb the the consistency okay. of the, that, yeah.
0: yeah, but what you can do though is make a pancake out of it in a good farm pan. Oh uh, yeah, um, mm. Then put any toppings that you would want, uh, L- like
2: a pizza, like uh, yeah. Yeah, like a crepe, um, or even even thicker than crepe. Um, you could. Uh, that's what I do at home. Sometimes when kids are bored with idlis, I put it on the griddle, I spread it out, and then I put onions, a little bit of cilantro and um um ginger i grated ginger a little bit and mm. and just uh, flip it to the other side let it roast and then fold it up and give it to them and they love it and my mm. little one loves it she'll try to pick the onions from it first and then eat them and, and they go material that likes onions that's
1: awesome
2: yeah yeah <laughs> um, oh because they're they're roasted now they right. Yeah, sweet I it and I roasted it on the other side too. And uh, yeah, they, they love, I make a ton of different variations because I want to feed them this every day, some form or the other. They, sometimes they themselves ask me when I go for the pancake style for too many days, they say, why are you not making idlis? <laughs> so, so yeah, it's something like you would think it's hard to feed a child um, uh, greens. Um, but in this farm they don't resist they like the taste and um it's just they they have they my kids know that vegetables go in there but if you don't tell them they have no clue that there are vegetables in there i'm all about it whatever you can
1: do to get it down them that's fantastic
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: you guys also mentioned that there was a, a special story behind the name the new origin food
0: yeah the new origin foods yeah um uh, uh...
2: <laughs> we started off with green idli that was the name but then sirish was like um it, then it would it would send the message that you can only make idli with this batter so he wanted something different
0: yeah and... so what we did was the story behind that again was um i'm used to running a lot of brainstorming sessions for our clients so the typically the way we would do is that we would uh, gather our clients in a big room have like whiteboards and then collect all the ideas put on them and cluster them in terms of oh, these are these like ideas and these are these like ideas let's label them and then build like an issue tree or a value tree out of it okay. so it's that's the process that I'm used to doing so I did something similar uh, for this one too where Not
2: similar exactly. That. exactly <laughs>
0: so i gathered um like our our own family and Mm -hmm. then a few of our friends and then we put uh like a few whiteboards out and then just started um tossing like open free form brainstorming you eat you eat this what do you feel when you eat this like what's your emotion when you eat it like what's what do you what's your to what values of your own does this appeal to right Mm -hmm. then a lot of um, like ideas came about. Oh, I when I eat this, I feel it's very healthy, or <clears throat> the texture is very, very nice, or emotionally it makes me feel warm and fuzzy, or, or things like that. So a lot of those things came about, and then when we put all of them on the board, uh first the themes emerged, right? The and the three key themes, and we put about I still have pictures because I knew when we were going to be super big. I'm going to put that picture on on Twitter.
1: I can't wait! Oh my gosh, that's awesome!
0: So um, we
2: documented everything. Yeah.
0: So I know we're going to be big. So we well,
1: know it's it's going to happen. You planning? It's going to happen. Yeah,
0: you have to absolutely. believe. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Well, yeah. that's yeah. half the battle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I have pictures of us putting together the shelves in the kitchen, <laughs> unpacking the grinders and all that stuff. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: So uh, anyway, so we put all these themes on the whiteboard and then started circling, well, what are the critical ones that we can bundle other, other ones into? Mm-hmm. Three themes that emerged were health, number one. This is a very healthy product. And Number two is, well, I eat this healthy product. because so much goodness in it. It's good for your digestion, you get good vitamins with it, a good balanced meal. Your body, you're you're at harmony with both internal self and external self because you're eating a very sustainable um, sort of uh, food that comes in a really sustainable packaging. I didn't want to use plastic or anything, so that's why I wanted to use jars and so on. So you feel harmonious, both internally and externally. That's the second theme. The third theme is, of course, you... Knock out the first two, you're happy naturally. So health, harmony, and happiness came about as the teams, um, so which we put in our tagline: health, harmony, happiness. Mm-hmm. And then the name itself, a number of other uh, concepts like came 50 about. fifty
2: different names came up between um, just us, and then yeah. we started shortlisting it on how it would meet with our our. our our mission statement, health, harmony, happiness, and then started voting on it. And how many people liked this idea? What like does this communicate to our customers that what, what the kind of dedication and everything that we are putting in into this product and just kept on voting on it. And my kids would say like, this kind of feels like it's... Uh. So <laughs> It it went from 50 to like three or four. And then... I think we combined about two different. Yeah, things
0: so we that. had uh, two. Um, again, it sort of happened very organically in, <laughs> in terms of uh, the name coming together. Uh, we finally we were trying to battle between vital nosh, like it's, it provides you vitality. It's nosh is a sort of small snack or a meal. So vital nosh, uh-huh. or new origin foods. And the reason we settled on new origin foods is because again appealed appeal to a broader audience, it's new. Uh-huh lot of people people have probably never bought like a fresh food in a refrigerator other than milk cheese of course yogurt and those type of things so it's going to be new to a lot of people mm-hmm. and um um it's a new origin like you start your day fresh with uh and you're maybe you're reinventing yourself with uh with healthy lifestyle healthy choices cool. it's a new origin and then foods be tacked on in the end
1: that makes sense. I mean, you could almost, are you going to package this eventually like in like regular like cardboard, like what milk jugs or no milk's made of, like almond milk and soy milk and pour it out that way with
0: a little, yeah, yeah it's it's a
1: lot, probably yeah. a lot, probably a lot easier than jars. Jars, yeah. yeah. I, I feel,
0: too, it's pretty, pretty intense. You got to buy the jars, you got to sanitize them because everything mm-hmm. the process is very meticulous. And uh, meets yeah. like the standard, so.
1: And they're heavy. I Hello. feel like I need to bring
2: the ours back to you. Like <laughs> here's the recycle. <laughs> that was the original plan that we would give out jars, and then customers customers would bring them back to us, and then we would sanitize them again in the kitchen, and then use them again, reuse them. Um, but but what happened with the lids were when customers don't wash them right away or keep them wet for a long time, the lids started getting rusty and when they came back to oh. home, were not working out. And when we saw in the market on buying extra lids, they costed almost as much as the jars themselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm,
0: so the economics are a little bit... Uh, yeah, that's when we
2: figured. like For there. now, at least, to just keep things simple for ourselves, let's have the customers keep the jars. But then uh, I think... Uh, in the in the process of growth and evolving we'll have to go for a different kind of packaging that is still sustainable and um Mm -hmm. but still uh, it it's it's more easier to um use and and dispose as well yeah Yeah. recycle yeah
0: Yeah, labels to um started looking for other options that are like compostable labels Mm-hmm. And one of the customers, and the good thing again about Farmers Market and interacting out there with customers is getting all these points of feedback, right?
2: Mm-hmm. One of the
0: customers, there's only one customer who complained about the plastic uh, that she used to seal,
2: seal.
0: Uh, as a seal of trust kind of thing, right? Okay. So, do, 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 do you know what I'm talking about? The
1: Yeah. The the
0: the bag makes
1: it seal. Yeah. Yeah. But you have yeah. to have that though, don't you? I mean, for a, yeah, for so, when you when you pressurize it
0: no um no. it's not that it's um the little plastic band that's around the lid
1: when you when you open the lid it breaks apart uh, okay oh. the, they complained yeah. about that plastic part
0: the, the yeah. plastic part so um, huh. but it makes sense though i mean if you uh, want to be like truly sustainable and of course you got to think about about economical ways of achieving that sure lowering options where you could simply put a sticker around so all these learnings that are coming about from like having that interface with the customers.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Wow. There's yeah. lots of uh, wheels to this. So let's, so let's say I have listeners from actually across the world, but if I have someone who lives in Florida? Can they order your, yeah. your stuff online?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So virginfoods.com oh, okay. hmm um,
1: And I'll and put they, a link to it.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, and they could go in, and uh, uh, the website is pretty fairly intuitive. Select okay. a product. You either pick a subscription and save ten percent, or like buy one time, and then we'll ship the product to you, much like okay. how uh, meal kit deliveries uh, are made today, like either Green Chef or one of those meal kits where they package uh, produce, okay. with, uh, insulation, and ice packs in it. Okay. So um, we've developed a similar. Model uh, okay. and show um, the batters to out of state or out of even city um, customers. Cool.
1: Oh, well, you might get more orders now. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I hope y'all yeah, no, better be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> be, prepared. be prepared. All right. That's awesome. All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> is there anything else of your delightful story you'd like to share? Because this was awesome. I love how you went through each detail and the thought process.
2: Oh yeah.
0: So yeah. Yeah. The was... only other thing is that we've uh, applied for USDA organic uh, labeling ourselves. Oh, cool. Um, so again, it's a it's a stage gated process. It took a long time to actually f- complete the form.
1: Wow. Uh, it's a, it's I've a... heard it was difficult and arduous. Yes, yeah.
2: sure. Yes. Yeah.
0: It took about four months.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, to actually. Uh, I think almost um, <clears throat> uh, each each ingredient, or should I say each each uh, fl- uh each uh what am I talking about the jars um the plain magic and the and the green and everything each of them have about 30 pages of paperwork at least
1: yeah. oh my goodness
2: so after we finished the whole packet it was almost like a, a thick book oh <laughs> yeah. my goodness
0: yeah I just got a call yesterday from them which is why it's still fresh in my mind They said, you've done a really thorough job (laughs) 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 of documenting everything. You should receive a letter shortly. Oh, um, that's fabulous. Auditing and all that stuff. So uh, next month, I think we will get the USDA organic labeling uh, sorted out. uh, And then that's how we approach PCC, Whole Foods. um, Mm -hmm. We have the seal. Um, There's data that says out there that about 75% of the households actually trust in that label USDA awesome. organic label, so yeah,
1: um, yeah. <laughs> they should. It is, is if it takes that much work on your part,
0: yeah, to exactly. say you're
1: organic,
2: it is very, very um intense, um, uh, probing in a, just in the uh. document. Like, what are you using to wipe your tables? What kind of chemicals are you using to sanitize your tables, your equipment, your spoons, your bowls? Then when you're storing your food, is it sitting next to a non-organic food? Um, So if it's going in the fridge, is it going close to a a um, non-organic food material? So it's like so, so thorough. They want exact positioning of where you're storing your lentils, where you're storing your product, and Very, very
0: I like different. it though, I like it, it is, though it I mean, is. it gives me more confidence having gone well, through,
1: you, yeah, um, and you speak volumes of the rigorous um to attention to detail that you've put into the the product so yeah, and yeah. i can vouch that it's delicious because it didn't last <laughs> it was less than a week and it was gone i'm like oh there thank we you go. thank we gotta you. go again
0: <laughs> that's
1: fantastic oh well thank you guys so much for spending your time with me i i'm very excited to share your information with everyone
0: thank you thank you, you so for much for having time. Me we loved, uh, the conversation thank
1: you thank you Thanks. bye